The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome on all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on Highland Radio, or back via a podcast. We have another packed show in store for you this evening, rounding up all the GA news of the county and beyond. Coming up later in the show, I'm going to speak with new ladies senior boss John McNulty to talk about his plans for the ladies going into the 2024 season and beyond. I'll also discuss the two brilliant displays in the Ulster Club hurling Championship by Satanta and St Unans in the company of Donegal News Man of Knowledge, Ryan Ferry. That's all coming up. But first of all, we are looking at the Junior Club Football Championship and the Ross's exit at round one. The letter Kenny, I'm delighted to say BK, Brennan Cocoins in studio. Brennan, this was an interesting game. Let's say there seems to be so much controversy. I couldn't make it down as I'm on baby watch. And uh, I was listening to you on the radio, and it just seemed like it was all kicking off, uh, Brenda. But 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 describe the the, the early action for us because Narasa had a, a phenomenal start before uh, all these cards started to come out. That funny enough, and funny enough, it was uh, listening ski that made the better start for the first six minutes that dominated possession, Brendan, totally. And I don't think Narasa had a one attack in that first or six minutes, six or seven minutes, but. Lisnesky had a score on the board, then were awarded a penalty. They deployed this tactic, he kicking long ball into the big Joe McDade guy, and it worked. They got good results from it too throughout the day, so that it got the penalty, and I think it was Sean Keenan that just dragged the penalty wide, Brendan. And that was a chance for them to go four points up before Narasa had even staged an attack. And then all of a sudden, Narasa came down the field and scored two absolutely worldies of goals, like really good, well-worked goals kind of thing. And suddenly then they were, you were six points to a point up, there were five points up after being dominated for the first seven minutes. And the game, the whole game changed. Now, there was a lot going on, Brendan. Yeah. You, you couldn't but watch... Listen to you, what you're saying, were very good on the ball then, Brendan. You were very well drilled. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And like the, the two goals, like the ball from for the second goal from Oshin Coffey, who was a super game, I felt, for Narasa. Driving them forward, kept driving them up to the last minute. He was exhausted after the game, I'd say. Put a lovely ball across the, across the square and brilliantly finished kind of thing too. Two brilliantly finished goals kind of thing. And, you know... You felt that Narasa had a great grip on the game at that stage, but you could still see the quality that Lisnesky had too. That some really quality players, and particularly the two guys around the middle of the field, Connor Clark and Damien O'Kelly and Joe McDade at number eleven was very good. It was his brother at number thirteen, and Mark Little, the guy that you would have played against, I would imagine back in the day, was playing right. full forward. He's around a fair while. I think he retired from Fermanagh in two thousand and twelve, mm. so he's he's kind of fair mileage. There's a few old timers around these There's squads. A few old timers yeah, around. Right. Adrian yeah. Sweeney was still on hopping it, about at the end. Adrian was knocking about. I, yeah. I don't think he came into the game at all. Funny, Adrian Hanlon came into the game um, in the second half, so he did. Um, but it was it was a strange game, Brendan, you know, and listen, a lot of the talk afterwards was about, you know, the amount of cars that were dished out. And there, there, there were, you know, there was a lot of off the ball stuff from very early on in the game. Runs been blocked and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I was watching Oshin Caulfield. He was been man marked and he was been pushed and shoved kind of thing from from the very first minute he was tagged not to be, because I suppose, listen, Ski had their work done and they, they, they knew the threat that Oshin posed run with his runs from deep. Um, but 
you know, there, there were cards handed out and the big turning point, I suppose, then was just before halftime. Naras, a comfortable position, four points up, would have been fairly happy with their position. And next thing, Lisniski get a goal and the first red card of the day for the corner back for Narasa Dennis O'Donnell. But prior to that, I, there was something too that I've never seen before, Brendan. Two black cards issued at the same time, one to each side, Christian Boner and, and it was Kai McGoldrick. At the same time, now I didn't see the incident of what happened kind mm. of thing, but normally you see one black card or mm. something like that. But two was, black it, cards. was it just the two of them or was there a crowd, a wee bit of a scuffle or what? No, it was just the two of them. It was right. an incident that involved just the two of them as far as I know kind of thing. Now listen, as I say, Brendan, there was so much going on. But you, you wonder then, Brendan, the definition of what the ref must have thought that black card was for in terms of, you know, because as you said, usually one guy is responsible for pulling down a guy or a trap yes, or a yeah, deliberate thing. Yeah. So, did, so if the two of them were in a bit of a wrestling match, how does that constitute a black? Is that not a yellow territory then? You know, yeah, that would be my kind of yeah. argument on it, kind of. And it just seemed to be a platter. It was impossible to keep down. I can see my program here in front of me and I have yellows marked <laughs> and I haven't even them all covered, Brendan, like, you know. So. Yeah. Well, it'd be basically, right, there was there was six reds, right, seven yellows and four blacks. Now, obviously, some of them were given to the, the Declan Boner, Mickey McDonald, like the physio got yes, two of yeah, them, you know. But, yeah. you know, when, when you're in that territory and, and I suppose... You know, you're just wondering the impact of the game, the referees' performance in that. And we're, we're obviously, Brendan, very weary. You know, you have referees giving up their time in terms of, uh, you know, their, their personal life and that. And we, we see some of the abuse in that going down. But we still have to analyse it. We still have to say what happened there. Um, I mean, we can we can actually... I, I would like to hear from, from Declan Boner. We have a piece from Declan Boner now. We're going to drop that in. Declan, we're here in the aftermath of Ross's exit uh, from the from the Ulster Club Championship. Listen, a lot of red cards, a lot of big calls by, by referees. Things didn't go your way. How do you go about trying to explain, from your point of view, what you've seen and what happened there today? It's very difficult, Oshin, but, you know, listen, yeah, we always look at our own end of it and our own discipline end of it, but I mean, what went on even in that first ten minutes, he was flashing out. I mean, I think after nine minutes, we had six yellow cards got, and a game that there wasn't a dirty blow on. Yeah. A game, you know... Proper good championship game of football, but an absolute. I mean, and all my time involved, I've never seen officiating like that there, and it's an absolute disgrace to be quite honest. Yeah, and obviously the call for the refer or for the goalkeeper for carrying at the end. I think everybody was dumbfounded by that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, listen, and uh, you know, I know myself. Refereeing is not easy, and uh, but these guys act as if you know you can't talk to them. It's, it's, it's a complete. You know, uh, they're on the defensive right away. It was that question one or two decisions half time, and all of a sudden you get a, you're, you're up in the stand for the second. But listen, what were you questioning Declan at the time? I mean, it was a number of decisions. In the, I mean, it was crazy what was going on in terms of the yellow cards. We, we sat in this a half time. I think we had seven yellow cards to, de- to deal with. And, you know, every time there's a hand laid on, there's a guy down, and, and it's, a, it's a yellow card. And just overall officiating, even from the from the linesmen, and there seemed to have a real attitude coming on there, and the fourth official. I mean, I, I've never seen anything. I've been involved in football a long, long time, and I can take the good with the bad. And, you know, when, when you come up against that there, it's very, very disappointing, very disheartening. And, you know, the group of players put in a huge shift. Yeah, we will take definitely responsibility for, yeah, we were down to down to 12 minutes and I knew this was going to happen especially with the amount of yellow cards that were, that were being handed out it was like confetti in that first 10 minutes so, but disappointing uh, I thought the lads really battled it was always difficult being a man down and then all of a sudden you're two down and then at, at a stage you're playing with, with three down so disappointing but listen you know it's, it's been a good year for the club and as I say we'll move on but uh, listen absolutely uh, disappointment for the lads and everyone involved to be quite honest you know yeah, yeah. Gaelic football is a strange sort of thing too Declan when you have the joy of winning a championship but you go to a province and there is the chance that you 
that you're going to bow out and there's going to be huge disappointment but in that tight game on there there were still chances that you had towards oh, the end well, the likes of in there we just steadied himself maybe a wee bit yeah we had, yeah. and I spoke about that inside you know we had a couple of chances in terms of decision making near the end and we didn't take it you know but you know we went right through the championship you know uh, I don't think we, we picked up a red card no red card all year and all of a sudden I think we've ended up with maybe four today I think in the end but uh, uh, yeah we did have chances 100% uh, we, the lads will have look at that there and, and, and take responsibility for that baby. but we had opportunities no doubt about it and your fuzzy got one yeah was, well it exa- was, exa- was, was, was bizarre to say the least absolutely I've never seen it listen and I'm not and, I know, and I'll get into trouble with whoever doesn't really matter to be quite honest uh, I, I'm just absolutely so disappointed for you know for what what happened in terms of the game it was a proper game if, if, the, if it was officiated properly it would have been a real you know but listen it is what it is and uh, as I say good luck to listen to Ski now as they move okay. on and the supporters for Narossi you can see that they're, they're very very proud of their team as they were leaving the O'Donnell Park here oh yeah very very much so and, and uh, disappointed for all that like a small little community but they, they, they get tri- great pride in the club and, and in the area so listen as I say disappointment for the whole group but you just have something to build on for next year as well exactly, he's our yeah. champions in Donegal well exactly yeah and it's been a great couple of weeks so listen it's been great and they, they achieved something that no, we haven't done for 20 odd years 24 years so no again great credit to great players you know again Naras and Declan you're on with Declan and you know he'll question his own team's discipline at times because that'll have to be looked at and they were so close to getting over the line after what's been a phenomenal year for them you know, that very little extra would have got them across the line. And the biggest decision I was, was that I had problem with was one of the latter decisions in the game when the John Paul McGreedy, the Narasa sub-keeper, came on at halftime, actually, and he was pulled for overcarry. Now, I didn't think there was an overcarry issue there. Narasa had been a point up at that stage, Brendan, mm. in injury time. The free was knocked over for an equaliser, and then the midfielder, I think it was, was Damien O'Kelly or Clark, kicked a brilliant score to win the game. But it was a crucial point because Narasa had possession in their own half of the field. I think it could have been down to, you know, was it 15 or 14-12 at the time? There was one stage it was 15-12. So Narasa had all guns to the deck kind of trying to defend it out. But that was a decision I felt that, you know, really had a, you know, obviously had a huge impact on the game. So it had. But again, I'll go back. They'll have to look at their own discipline kind of thing because, you know, you could see from the outset of the game that the referee was going to punish any of these indiscretions. And when you're a footballer on the field, Brendan, you have to react and read the referee too, so you have and play accordingly to that. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Is uncharted territory a bit of an issue here? And You know, you have a new team you haven't met before, you have a new ref you haven't met before. You know, obviously... You know, Richie Dunne, he's, he's, he's the Derry man, but he, he's from Roscommon originally. He's moved to, moved to Derry. Maybe his reading of the game, if they had known him, you know, I suppose that's the thing's good in the Ulster. If he was a type of ref, Bryn, that that doesn't take any kind of, I'm not saying nonsense, but, you know, in terms of how he defines a foul, if he has a different way of looking at it, should Narasa maybe have been aware of that uh, going into the game? Because it sounds like he was going to, from the start, Bryn, clamp down on everything. And as you said there, you know, in hindsight now, shouldn't Arras have read that? But if they weren't prepared for that, maybe they just carried on. And, and ultimately, you know, that led to the, the their downfall. Because, Brendan, we've seen, you know, plenty of teams come through Donegal and go on the runs and, and Ulster. And it's always a special thing at all grades now. Uh, there's been a couple of brilliant runs, you know, recently. You know, of course, from likes of Red Hughes and Neve Colin Killen that yeah. through, through Ulster. You know, that was there for, for Narasa. And the fact that it, you know, if you're beat, you can take your beating and a better team beat you. But because this game was so disrupted by all this is happening, it's so hard to, to read now 
could they have won the match with the 15 uh, with, with a normal type uh, game and play and, and how much then was that down to, 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 to the conditions the, the, the referee or their discipline yeah and listen you know Narasa did famously well to win a junior championship this year as you say it's uncharted territory going into Ulster so it is none of these well most of these players wouldn't have played at that level or played within an Ulster club championship previously so there was certainly that aspect and listen Declan Bonner is a He's a very thorough manager, as we know, and so I'm sure he'd have covered off the basis, you know, in relation to the referee. And, you know, most managers would look at that now. So, there were, And incidentally, you know, Richie Donoghue, I've come across him through the minors over the last number of years in Ulster refereeing games. And, you know, he does a good job and, you know, he, he's refereed games very well. And as as of officials that we've come across with Donegal minors, you know, over the last four years. But yeah, it certainly is a point that it was, you know, maybe they were too hyped up going into this. It was uncharted territory. And, you know, but it comes back to the point of, you know, you read the ref, you read the room early in the game, mm. you see that the ref is going to hand out cards for any indiscretion and you maybe pull back a bit and yeah. play, play yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm just, I suppose from Declan, from his interview there, just says that he'd never seen anything like that in, in all his time in that, you know. Yeah. So, it just, it, you know what, coming through, Bren, just on your, in the, in the commentary of the game, you just got a feeling that it was all going a bit crazy. And, and when you look at the modern game now, it's about control. You know, you need to be controlled and be level-headed and that. And sometimes when a couple of situations go against you, then, you know, the crowd yeah. and everybody gets up and then it kind of puts you on the edge. You know, it's time for a cool head then. But, I mean, the characters seem to keep coming and coming. And it, it's very hard then, Brendan, to get a read on the game in terms of, who should have won it because, you know, it seems so disruptive. Now, Weller there, you, you go back then an overall picture there, Brennan, just like as I'm talking to you, does, does Richie Donnery go into the dressing rooms before the match and say, right boys, this is how it's going to be. You know, I'm not taking any, this type of tackle, that type of, going to be a yellow card. You know, you play yeah. the game, you play through the ball. Does that need to happen, uh, Brennan? Is that something now that that, a minute in each dressing before the game could actually settle the tone for this game. And I've been saying this for years, like um, in any game, a ref should come in and say, because we, we have definitely rule changes, we have different attitudes. Why doesn't he go in and say, this is how I'm going to ref it and put people on guard early on. If I see any Paul or Dragons, yellow card, this is going to be yellow card. You're then in, in, in danger of being sent off. This is a black, this is what I'm saying. And then the players can go out in the picture with a very clear head. I, I don't know, Brendan. It would literally take about a minute in each dressing room. And I think it could save maybe situations like this. Yeah, good point, definitely. You know, and, you know, or, or even, you know, if it is like that early in a game, Brendan, after two or three minutes, call the two captains in and say, listen here, lads, good too point, much messing yeah. going on here. Let's settle things down because there's going to be cards yeah. and there's going to be guys seeing the line if we don't sort this out quick. But it just... The, 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 the frustrations infiltrated, yeah. particularly the Narasa camp, and you could see them yeah. reacting and getting more frustrated as the game went on. And, you know, there certainly was a lack of discipline there. But you know, it is a good point, and, you know, that, that the referee has to lay his, lay his cards on the table early in the game to show him that this is how he's yeah. reffing the game. Yeah. But it didn't deter yeah. either protagonist but, but, from, but, but, from backing that's, off. That's a know? great point, Brendan. Yeah. Even in the game, like these games are too important man, for, yeah. for things to kind of lose control of yourself. For, for again, for the sake of probably a minute, a minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was years ago where you're corner forward and you're corner back are are uh, the full length of the pitch away. You could let say the captain take a team huddle, yeah, settle your players down, 
and address them that this is what what's happening, right? And get the two teams back in and say. And, and here's the thing we say about GA and that when you know the, the way that we're immersed in the community. And why doesn't the ref go in? Here, here's and send send the captain back in. They say, boys, I don't want to send anybody off here. Yep. You know, you have two yellow cards. You have a black. Let's settle this down. Let's play football. That's what I want to see. There seems to be this thing sometimes in the ref almost has. Say his his his, uh, his attitude in the game then becomes maybe he's almost got a bit of a wall then built up because all this abuse is coming on, which is only natural. It's only yeah. human, bro. If everybody's throwing abuse at you, you be kind of like block it off. Yeah. But then that actually creates more of a problem. Yeah. Whereas really, you know, I mean, I, I, thinking back to my own playing days, I remember a few times like Pat McGinnity letting off on him in a couple of games. But see, because he knew me. Yeah. And I got on with him. Yeah. He took me aside and he said, great, Brian, that's an awful ad now, calm down, kind of thing. Now, if I was another ref, I could have very easily sent off or at least got a card. But because he kind of just took me aside, he didn't take it personally. He knew I was upset. It happened twice and I'd always think <laughs> twice I actually really let him out. Now, maybe I knew <laughs> he would give me a bit of leeway, but he like totally took me aside and said, here, man, calm down or, you know. Relax, whatever. Get on with the game, uh, which works, you know. And and therein is 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 a thing that I've kind of from my own time playing and even watching a lot of football over the last number of years. I think when a referee commutes communicates with players on the field, and if a player questions him, why did you give that free? This is why I give the free. Yeah. I saw yes, this and that's yes. why. I saw. And I think most players accept that. It's when the players are mouthing to the ref and he's not uh, responding uh, back uh, to them that that level of frustration incites within the player Brendan and it brings on maybe more aggro Um, but listen refereeing like it it is is a tough tough job and these guys give up their time and you know you have to you have to understand that too and I fully empathise with that you know that it is a tough job they're they're out there in the middle of a field with 30 protagonists that are going toe to toe they're playing the most important game of their lives and they will do anything to get across the line. And one referee has to manage all this. Now, listen, at this level, you have linesmen and you have umpires to assist with them too. But it, it, it's a difficult task and, I, you know, I'm not going to go on about it kind of thing. And at the end of the day, Narasa will look back on this and perhaps think that if they had maintained their discipline all over the field and on the sideline, Brendan, mm. that maybe it might have been enough to get them over the line and get mm. them into a semi-final because they certainly weren't far away. Now, that said, I think Lesnitsky are a good side looking at them. They're very... Lesnitsky have won 20 senior championships in Fermanagh. Mm. They were All-Ireland Intermediate Champions in 2012, Brendan. So mm. they have a lot of quality, a the lot of tradition there. there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. You know? yeah. Well, listen, that, I suppose that's, that's the other balance of it as well. And in many ways, I suppose, Brendan, you know, everybody's learning. I mean, the ref himself's learning. Maybe he'll look back at that and say, right... Maybe there's certain, and, and you suppose, Brent, listen, as you said there, we're all part of the one organisation. We, we have to kind of, but that's difficult if you're yeah. in, in the Narasa camp. Now, listen, it was still a brilliant year for them. Uh, Brent, listen, they were, they were junior champions, but what, what might have been, we won't know now because they're out. Listen, ski, move on, and they play Arva uh, in the uh, semi final. Brendan, tell me, you looking ahead to next weekend, Breffney Park's going to be. A big venue for two Donegal teams, uh, our intermediate and uh, senior champions. We have Downans against Bally Hayes and Neve Connell against Gauna. Yourself and Oshin and Martin McHugh is going up to bring us all the action, full comedy of both games. It's going to be a massive day. Massive day, massive day for Donegal and particularly the two clubs. And, you know, you, you look at where Downings have come from over the last number of years, Brendan, and massive, massive day for them to be going up there. And I'm sure they'll bring a big crowd with them. 
don't I don't know much about Bally Hills, but I do know that they're a fair good side too, and Downings will need to be at their best. Um, funny, we're playing. Uh, Letterkenny Freshers are playing the, this evening. They're playing against Jordanstown, and our main scoring threat, Paddy McElwee, isn't available this evening. So, like right. he's shooting the lights out of the minute. He kicked eleven points for us last week, so he did against uh, Queens. It's a good uh, sign. Yeah, he's he's in good form, playing good football, and you know Downings have done phenomenally well. Come up from junior, win a junior championship, and very quickly win an intermediate championship, and find themselves in Ulster and. You know, I suppose even they can look back maybe at yesterday's game and take learnings from it too, kind of thing, because it's going to be new and charter territory for uh, for for the Downings for for Downing, So it is. So hopefully things go well for them. Good side, joined the intermediate final, played really well to win it, Brendan. And then, what about Nave Connell? <laughs> Nave. I mean, I'm looking at obviously the, the the final display by going at five twelve against Kingscourt. Yeah, you just wonder, man. You you can't see. In a million years, uh, Neve Connell conceding five twelve. You know, you just wonder where the strengths and weaknesses. There's no doubt. And listen, they're back to back champions as well. And of course, that always gives a team that extra bit of strength if they've won it back to back, much like Neve Connell have. Like they're going in there very confident. But I mean, this as we keep talking about the conundrum of breaking down Neve Connell. They are a perfect team, Brendan, to go on the Ulster. I don't think. I mean, we seen the hammer and Kilku. Um, Dished out yesterday in, uh, against the Fermanagh uh, champions, and uh, you know you think that no one will, will give Neve Connell any hammer. You know, if anything, you know they, they're in there. They're they're a con- they're a serious contender for this championship. And of course, Martin Regan won't be, won't want to hear that in terms of. But listen, that's where they are, Brent. I mean, they they're in there, and uh, for me, they're they're one of the best teams in, in Ulster, no doubting. And they're going in this game, even though it's away from home. You know, I wouldn't back against them uh, to come out on top in this one, Brendan. No, and listen, Brendan, they have, you know, you look at the level of conditioning they have, you know how well structured they are. I've, like, I just was totally taken aback by the fitness levels of Nave Connell over the last number of weeks, kind of thing, throughout the championship. They look in great shape. Leo McLoon looks as fit as he's ever looked, kind of thing. So they're going to be going up there. They can, and they, sh- they showed in the county final that they can, they can play more than one way, which may, may have been attributed to them before, that they'll just have this way of playing. They showed that they can come out and play a different way too and that they have good footballers all over the field that are well capable of playing more expansive football. They're reeling, I think, since last year too, since they were defeated by Carrigan and yeah. Ulster Club. And I think that'll be a big kind of incentive for them going into this year's Ulster Club. Now, there's a lot of quality teams. There's no poor team really in the Ulster Club Championship and then you need to be at your best day on day as you go on. But certainly, they have a great chance going up there. Yeah. Coming in against a really good Gauna team that have retained their championships, you pointed out, Brendan, you know. And, and, and listen, and I don't, not that I'm putting any pressure, not that we'll borrow the Eve Connell boys, but, you know, at the end of the day, if they've been in you know, seven finals and they've won so many championships recently... The, the, the Donegal Championship, of course, is is the main game in town for for your season. But once you're out, that for them, they've kind of have to be thinking now. You know, oh. it, it, the Ulster Club is the, the t- one of their targets. You know, and most teams. And Donegal wouldn't even think about that. In fact, I don't think any of the teams would, apart from Neve Connell. Now, let's be honest. So you know they're they're in there, and that, that is that is what their season has been based around. Ben. So certainly, it's going to be a fascinating game because you're going to see again how tactically well they deal with this Gauna team and try and nullify their threats and that which have been brilliant at uh, uh, Brennan so I would expect the same type of tactical game from Neve Connell in this match take out take out the main men uh, 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 of Gauna and you know use that counter attack play that they have you know that is the game in Ulster yeah and they have the tools 
Niamh Connell have the tools to do that, Brendan. And Martin Regan is, a, you know, he's a very thorough manager. He will have looked at Gown, I'm sure, over and over again to see where who their key men get the key matchups right early in the game, and you know the the likely will set up kind of pretty defensively early on and try and suss the game out because they're away from home and that. But they have the tools to take out them and they have, the, as displayed in the county final, Brendan, they have the artillery then to get up the field quick because of their levels of yeah. fitness and condition. And so, and there's like, that's without mentioning the quality that they have all over this, over the field. So it's going to be a big challenge for them, you know. And I would say, Brendan, going back to your point about them going into Ulster and wanting to win Ulster, you go back, they're looking at Gidor going back and winning Ulster in 2018. Mm. They're looking at the Gatwa and Ulster final themselves and didn't get across the line. So they have been yeah. close. They've given it a good shot before, but they will see this as a massive opportunity to push on. And I'd say they'll be very disappointed if they don't get a proper good run on Ulster. It would be a big target for them. So it would to move on here because they're getting beginning to get their due credit here now after mm-hmm. winning all the championships that they've won and doing back to back again kind of thing, Brendan. But ultimately, you know, I, if I'm Nave Connell, I'm thinking, Gidor went on and won Ulster title in 2018. There's talk about who's the best team of, yeah. you know, best yeah. club team. And you can go back to the brilliant Killy Beggs team of the, you know, the 80s, 90s, the great Glenn Keem. You can go back to our own three in a row team, Brendan, kind of thing, yeah. St. Eunice, three in a row team. But like, if Nave Connell can go on and show their power and show what they got, show their wares in Ulster, that was certainly up there, anti so it would. It will indeed. Well, listen, you'll be describing the action for us, uh, uh, Brendan. Really looking forward to that. Uh, thanks very much for rounding that up uh, this evening. Uh, after the break, we're going to speak with Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back. Now I'm joined by Donegal News man of knowledge, Ryan Ferry. Ryan, how are you this evening? I'm good, Brendan, and yourself? Oh, tearing away, my man, tearing away. Life's good, thanks. So listen, we may uh, approach it in a positive manner, as they say. Ryan, listen, the two teams that approached the Ulster Club Championships in a positive manner in the, in the junior club hurling and the intermediate is Satanta and St. Unans. Ryan, phenomenal performances by the two sides at the weekend. Yeah, two two great results, Brendan, for Satanta and St. Unans. And I suppose maybe what stands out is just uh, the manner of the victories, how comfortable they were in the end. Um, you know, like Satanta going to own beg to take on Balness Green and, you know, just over the, just over the hill from Balness Green to own beg. And, you know, Satanta, after a bit of a slow start, dominated and went on to win well. And, you know, St. Urans countered to victory against Oma Senendez and are there through to the Ulster Junior semi final as well. So, yeah, great day all round for, for Donegal Hurling. And, Ryan, you think about the layoff, you know, and I, I did feel sorry for the boys being at the yeah, at the final and you're on about 12 weeks leading into the championship and you're going into the Lions Den there, you know, Satanta in particular, you know, they were underdogs. Good Andy Ball on the screen, and you think they could be caught cold, but you know anything but uh, Ryan. You know three thirteen one ten victory. I mean, it really smacks of a team that's saying, "Hey, we're here. We, we, we mean business." And as you as you quoted, like a title that hasn't been won by a Donegal team before, that must give them, I mean, a, a, unbelievable confidence going in to to the next game uh, uh, against Armagh, Middleton of Armagh. Yeah, like you know, like three months without a game. 
a competitive game like you know when you know they've been playing challenge games yeah but you know it's not the same thing and you don't know if you're getting the same from the opposition you know how hard are they going so you know it is a long break and you know the ground in fairness own big pitch was in good shape the last day but like it's, it's still not as firm as it was during the summer months when when Satanta and, and some unions would have been playing in the in the Donegal club championship so you know it's I suppose in the height of summer is when, when Hurland should be played, but it, it, you would think that long break doesn't help Don, the Donegal teams going into the, the Ulster Club Championship. But, you know, at, uh, on Saturday in Beg, it, it was Satanta who were right on the money and Ballinus Green were off it. Like, you know, they got the first four points of the game, Ballinus Green. But after that, Satanta, you know, they, they, really, they really took charge. They were three points up at half time. And, you know, Ballinus Green then had a man sent off and, you know, Jared Gilmore got a brilliant second goal for Satanta, and they just went on. And the the one at one at a canter really. Now, probably a little bit disappointed. Mark Callahan was sent off um, for for a for a high tackle to the to the to the helmet on an opponent when the game was well well over. Like it it wasn't a vindictive move or anything like that. So, you know, I don't know if there'll be a a case of appeal in that or or, or what will happen. And I suppose the other noteworthy thing, Brendan, was that Declan Coulter. Went off with a, an injury, a, an elbow injury. Now, when it, after the match, he seemed to be moving the, the elbow a wee bit more freely. So he's two weeks to try and get that ready ahead of the game against Middleton. And, you know, there they are, my champions, very highly rated team who hammered in a skin yesterday. So, you know, they're going to need everybody to, to try and get over that one. Yeah, there was a couple of big hammers dished out across the club championships there. But listen, we can't worry about that because... The Donegal teams were on the good side of it. Ryan, you mentioned that there was three sentences off in the game. It sounded like, you know, Ballon Screen maybe came to rough Satanta up a bit, but they stood firm against that. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if that's uh, if that's maybe the outlet of, of how it really played out because uh, to be to be looking at the two teams, you know, Satanta seemed to be a, a physically more imposing team, and Ballon Screen had kind of a lot of smaller players, and you know. Like there, there was the first setting off was was just a, a late hit on and Kevin Campbell, the, the Satanta goalkeeper, who came out for the ball very bravely, and you know the the ball on the screen man just didn't go about his about the tackle in the right way. He hit him late, and he he had to go. Now the second fella that was sent off, um, you know, got two yellow cards, and I suppose maybe frustration started to to, to hit in then, like you know, and um, and like we said, Satanta had Mark Callan sent off, and they'll be disappointed with that, you know, because. You know the game was the game was was nearly done at that stage. You know, and I suppose not that not that you would say it was a silly act because you know he, he was trying to win the ball and trying to tackle the man. He's you know he's uh, a combative corner back and uh, he just got it wrong. You know, so um, no, I, I don't know if you would say it, it, they were overly there to try and, and rough them up. I think I think the Satanta boys, you know, were are physically in a good place and they were well well able for anything that was going to be thrown at them. Yeah, indeed. And you mentioned the, the couple of injuries there, obviously Mark Gower, De- Declan Coulter coming back. I was thinking Mickey McGann's back in the hot seat there, Ryan. You know, how much does this now help or does it hinder kind of Donegal preparation? I mean, we want Sedanta to go one in competition, but you know, it's a, it's a bit of a stop start season for him. You, know, you mentioned there Coulter going to be an injury, like, you know, obviously in his, his later years, still such an integral player to Donegal and Sedanta. Maybe getting, I mean, Gilmore again, unbelievable. I mean, every game, we talk about Satanta, we talk about Gilmore and his brilliance, you know, yesterday won nine top top scores at, at, at the weekend there. So, you know, how much for 
is this a thing where the season now could maybe impact in terms of uh, Donegal? Because at the end of the day, you do need a down season and just the way we were so heavily dependent on certain clubs in Donegal for the county team, you know, a run through um, Ulster, it's a difficult thing then to manage for these guys that are also playing with Donegal. Yeah, I don't know, Brendan. Like, uh, I suppose maybe with the way the season is structured, maybe those players have had their break. Maybe after the Donegal Championship, maybe they took a few weeks off then and got a got a wee recharge of the batteries. Because as you say, like you know, like they're going to be out playing on the eighteenth or nineteenth of November now, and you know, win, lose or draw that game, you know, the, the Donegal season will be starting up very shortly after it. I don't know if it'll hinder it uh, too much. In fact, it, it might help with the, the players that are that are that are trained to a high level coming into the season and probably in good shape. But I think like that is that is the question probably, you know, across all codes, Brendan, with it, with this split season is, you know, do 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 county players actually get get a huge break at all anyway, you know? So yeah, like I don't know if it, if it will impact on Donegal too much. I think those Tanta players and St. Union's players, you know, they, they know their bodies, they know how to handle things and, you know, they know if they want they're going to have success with Donegal next year that they're going to have to be in shape and look after themselves over the winter months. Yeah. That's a that's a that's the word, Ryan. Hey, get get the uh get the keep the winter training going. I obviously feel Ryan that just having looked at it and researched it after a couple of injuries I've had myself that that they say you need you know, uh, a minimum of six weeks of not not stopping training, but no heavy endurance training. And I suppose that's the thing that every code, as you said, trying to marry. But certainly for Satanta now, phenomenal stuff. We wish them all the best in, in their semi-final and and going for that uh, Ulster Championship title. St. Junins, of course, 4.24 to, to nine points winners over Omar St. Enders. Again, huge breaking into this, Ryan, but a very accomplished uh, performance. I mean, Dara... Your buddy Dara Bona wrapping it up, writing stuff across the newspaper, of course, uh, um, today, you know, keeping us all up to date on, on everything GA and, and CC Junions, of course, marching on, uh, there out, uh, in, in their semi final against Swatra of, uh, Derry. A very pr- promising performance from them too, Ryan. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, the, the the kind of the makeup of the of the Ulster hurling championship is uh, is a bit different maybe to to what we would see in the football and there's a couple of teams that are in it that you know haven't haven't gone in as, as their county champions I think it happens maybe in Monaghan as well St Unions are one of those like they were beaten in the 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 Donegal senior hurling final by Satanta and there was no shame in that you know but you wonder uh, is it going to be difficult then to, to raise things for for the Ulster junior championship and you know a couple of years ago St Unions were Donegal uh, junior champions and they went into the Ulster Junior Championship and they were beat by Creve Rue and Charlie Oak Burns up in the athletic grounds. Um, so I'm sure they were wondering how the, how they were fixed going into it. Like the margin of victory is is striking, really, Brendan. Like it's a huge victory, and you know, like people were saying, you know, maybe maybe Omas and Enders are are more of a development team and stuff, you know. But it's, it's still a still a big town. Like almost a big town, like Letter Kenny, you know, and it's you know. <laughs> I'm just probably surprised by the the margin of, of the victory in it, you know. But St. Unions, you know, you, they, they'll be expecting a much tougher test against Swatra now. The Swatra won well at the weekend. Um, they beat Banagher in the in the Derry final, so you'd imagine they're going to be a good team. But yeah, like it, it'll be it'll be interesting if, for for St. Unions. I know there's a couple of men that have come into the St. Unions club over the last year, Fergal Delaney. 
He would have played a wee bit uh, football with Guidor this year as playing hurling, and he's a good help. And uh, Cahill O'Brien from Offaly, who's a former Offaly County minor, has joined, and see he came on at half time and, and had a point on Saturday. So you know those players will be all helping towards St. Unions as well, and you know they'll be they'll be thinking. You know, I, th- I think they might even be out this weekend, Brendan Coleman. So you know they'll be thinking there's a bit of momentum there, and and give these Swatter boys a good rattle. Yeah, certainly be interesting. Uh, Ryan, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Brian, just a word on Dunlow ladies. Tony Boyle's Dunlow ladies. And of course, a few of his Boyle daughters involved in that. Uh, a great victory over T. Holland uh, to reach the uh, Junior Club Championship final. They are out against the Cavan Champions Lavi on the 18th or 19th of November. Phenomenal season for them. And again, great to see clubs on the way up in Donegal in terms of like boosting the teams around them and Given maybe uh, uh, they'll produce some county players, and and uh, it's a good, great news story for Dunlow. Yeah, it's great. It's a great story for for Dunlow when they're flying at the minute. And but I think I think actually, Brendan, I think it's actually the, the Derry Lavi club that they'll be playing in the final air in zone, not the Cavan. I think there was a wee bit of confusion yesterday, but I think it. I think, it, I think I it's actually the think Derry. Was there was there was there a club there I'd must <laughs> that uh, yeah, that's a good man, uh, Ryan. Listen, we we typo there. We'll forgive you for that, day eh, because it's it, it's a, it's a great roundup you have. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, listen, it's, it's, it's a great result for them. Like, and, you know, there's bound to be huge momentum with them. And like, I, I think that Dunlow are actually the minor A champions as well, Ren, and they're out in the Ulster minor, uh, championship this weekend. They're, I think they're hosting Omas and Endes down in Ross's Park. And, you know, there's five or six of the senior girls are, are playing for the minors as well. So it's a really heavy workload for them at the minute, but they're probably, really reveling in it and enjoying it and you know like they had a tough game yesterday they did very well to come out of it they needed extra time against Coal Island in the, in the quarter final so you know they're not having it easy but they're finding their way to dig out these results and you know there's you know they're, obviously they're doing a huge amount right down in Dunlow at the minute like they're, they're cleaning up at underage level and you know it really augurs well for the future and but I suppose it's not all about the future, Brendan. Sometimes it's about the the here and the now. And you know they'll be going in to face Lavi. I think Lavi won well against Carry Duff, maybe by maybe by about eight points yesterday. So they're probably going well. Um, I, I'm not going to spoof too much about Lavi, Brendan, and say I know too much about them because I don't. But uh, you know, don't know. We'll get a, a couple of weeks to get get ready for that game now. And I suppose the big thing is just making sure all their players, particularly those minor girls, get through all their games next weekend and are fit to go in the Ulster final and try and try and bring an Ulster title back to, to the Rosses. Yeah, it'd be phenomenal to see. Fair play to you. Ryan, listen, thanks very much for that roundup. We wish Satanta, St. Unions, Dunlow all the best in their up-and-coming Ulster uh, Championship game, saying we'll be reporting on them all. Ryan, you'll keep us informed as ever. We'll try, Brendan, we'll try. <laughs> top man, that Ryan Ferry there, uh, top class as ever, rounded up some of the action from the weekend there. I want to thank him for that. After the break, we're going to speak with John McNulty, the new ladies football boss. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. <laughs> Yes, welcome back. As I said before the break, I'm now joined by John McNulty, new ladies senior boss. John, John, welcome to DL Debate. Uh, thank you, Brenton. Nice, jo- uh, nice to hear from you. John, listen, I, I, your CV, John, you, you've you've done so many uh, coaching jobs, vastly experienced 
and now you are uh, LGFA senior uh, boss. How, how did this come about, John? Uh, I suppose it was um, a conversation with maybe uh, a few of the a few of the girls back um, maybe about maybe four or five weeks ago, and probably um, from there it sparked interest as well. And um, you know the, the the board were talking to me as well, and um, it went from there, Brenton. And um, I kind of it was probably. I didn't expect it as such at the start, but when I when I when I was chatting with the the girls and, and they they were talking about the level of effort and commitment to it, I mean it became a it became a very um, simple decision really then in the end uh, because it's something that I wanted was a challenge and I could see the challenge that they wanted and they wanted to bring the the ladies team in Donegal for their success and I was very much like to be a part of that so it it really interests me from there and that's where it went. Yeah, yeah, and, and John, it's a, it's a great appointment. I mean, obviously recently, you know, do, doing the Masters in Austin, of course, they real last year. And I'd have to say, John, you know, in a comment on this, with your game with St. Junions, you know, you they were very well set up and drilled, you could see from the team in terms of your coaching on the team. I thought it was first class because you're playing a side that, you know, that has a, you know, their, their favourites in the game, you know, and how you equipped yourself in the match, I thought you could really see a, a signs of a of a team that was getting the best from the players, which is all any team can ask. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I thought that. I think the boys played very, very well that night, and especially the, the first half. You know, I, I I thought we were we were unfortunate, and we were unfortunate to say that we didn't maybe score enough, and we missed we missed vital chances at that time. And but uh, you know, and another way, the work rate was superb from the boys, and um, defensively, I think yeah, because obviously unions were. Were hot favourites to come in and win that game, so you have to set up according to probably what you've got at times. And we we felt that um, we worked hard on things, and we and on that first half, I thought we were we played very very well. In the second half, probably felt that, but maybe in that second half, Brendan, when you when you look back on it, that we just um, we should have been further ahead because we knew the storm was going to come from St. Eunice as it always does. And if you'd have been that but cushion ahead, you would have been in with a real chance towards the end of the game to win that game. That's that's what it is. But yeah, on that particular occasion, I thought the boys played very well and were well well set up and well drilled in what they done. Yeah, and I, listen, John, I thought your transition, which is which is the key, now you you saw the defence, but when you transition, you kicked the ball as well, which has been always a modern game. Mm-hmm. What's your read on the on the ladies' game? And now, John, a lot of talk about you know, Donegal coming close a few times to to the ultimate prize. You know, some real household names in there. There's been some retirements in that. Do you feel there, there's a there's a bit of a new build that you have to do here? This is a bit of a long-term project for you. Well, I always look at every year. You know, you can talk about a rebuild and all that, but I always talk about every year and it's individual because nobody knows what anyone can achieve. And you have to set your stall out that way each season to see how far you can get and, and how successful you can be. And I, I would I would say well there probably will be a lot of new talent to come in and and that's grand and but I also believe that a lot of players can adapt fairly quickly given the right circumstance and environment uh, at training and to play and and what what you're asking of them I think players can develop very quickly and you would hope that maybe over, especially that we would start off next next season and and good stead. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed, and and of course, listen, you come from Arua, you know, I see Paul Gillespie, you know, of course, had uh, won the championship at the end of the season. There, he's gone in with the with the underage with uh, Super Smackdown, Desi McNamara. So, listen, John, yourself in and, and the boys in, um, you know, it it it's a, it's a good future. We we're just talking previously with Ryan Ferry about the Dunlow ladies 
getting into the Ulster uh, uh, Junior Club final and that and there seems to be teams in Donegal now for years obviously Terman and Glen Finn dominated there seems to be a wee bit of a change in Omaville had a couple of goals and that but they are still you know the, the, the best two sides in it but there certainly does look a lot of clubs that are on the up and up and can only produce then players then that'll push up the ranks to, to the likes of your senior team I agree with you, Brian. Uh, definitely over this last number of years, you can see uh, the different clubs around the county really uh, putting in the effort uh, in, in ladies' football, and you can see the improvement. Uh, as you say, Terman and Glenfinn have dominated for a long time, and and again are still the two dominant teams. But I do feel that, the, like I said, Unions, you know, would give Glenfinn a good run for it in the semi final this year. And also, you have. Uh, you know, Moville and and Glenty's coming there as well. Bally Shannon, very much in Rua. Uh, you know, they're they're a team on the up. They won the intermediate, and uh, I would know Paul there from from Bally Shannon as well. And I know the work and effort they put in. And I would even touch. You know, when you touch, you look at Nivora, and you say even even I would even give my own club there. Kilcarry won the Junior B for a lot of season. You can see a lot of young players coming in there, and you can see the training that they've been doing and the coaching that they've got, and you can see the improvement coming. And and it's great to see and. And just on Dunlow, I, I actually seen Dunlow and, um, you, you know, very impressive with some of the girls. And I can see Tony Boyle and Raymond Sweeney is doing an awful lot of good work with yeah. them. And, and they're really, really playing very well. And, I mean, you have uh, some of the players there. I, I'm very impressed with them, you know, this last week. Yeah, certainly. And you'll be keeping a good eye on those things in the future. Now, uh, John, listen, we want to wish you all the best in the incoming season there with the Donegal ladies. Thank you very much, Brendan. Appreciate it. That's John McNulty there wrapping up the show. Fair play to him. Want to wish all the sides uh, all the best going into this Ulster Club campaign and say we'll be keeping our eye on all the action and rounding it up every Monday night. I want to thank Kenneth Wilson for producing the show this evening. Head of Sport, Ash and Kelly, to all my guests. As I say, I'll speak to you all next week.